Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. This, this last few days, you know, I began to think, you know, this is the last opportunity we have to be together on a Wednesday night in the year 2019. Because next week is Christmas, we won't have church. The next week is New Year's Day, we won't have church. So, you know, here we are. Tonight's the last night. And this verse kept going over and over and over in me the last few days. So I just, well, okay, Lord, obviously that's what you want me to do for Wednesday night. Go with me to Isaiah 55th chapter. Isaiah 55. And we're going to go to round to verse 12. So to hook up last week's with this week's, I just want you to, I just want to say to you this. At the end of any year, and I think it's especially true for this year, you need to look back over the course of this last 12 months and, and take a review just look at it and just and, and have a diagnosis, you know, just take it apart and see how well did I follow God's plan this year. Am I moving further along in God's plan? Am I stuck somewhere or have I taken some steps backwards? You need to take a look. Now, if you've been moving forward, great, keep on going. If you've been stuck somewhere, it's time to get unstuck. You know, the things of God are not stagnant. They're constantly evolving. They're con God wants you to be on the move. There's growth. There's things that happen. There's action in the plan. And he wants you to be active and actively engaged every day with the plan that he's got. Now, if you faltered somewhere along the line, then recognize it. See, the problem some people have is they never get a clue that they've missed it somewhere. Just, it just, just passes right on by. And they wonder, well, why isn't this working? Why Hello, there's a big old hole in the road that you just came through, a big old pothole that you just drove across and you, and you didn't notice. You know, that's just not going to happen. Find out what it is and fix it. See where the missed opportunities have been and decide that's not going to happen to me again. And so, how do we want to end 2019? Isaiah 55, 12 says, For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. I want you to go out of 2019. You have, what's today? Today is the 18th. You have, what, 10, 11, uh, 13 days to go out with joy. Okay, you should be more excited about it than that. Joy is a commodity that can be great or it can be small. It can be active or inactive. It's up to you. What you do about it is strictly up to you. But, you know, I, I, look, I was going back over to Exodus, 
And I saw where the children of Israel, they went out with joy. When they finally left, I'm telling you what, it says they plundered the people of Egypt. They went and they borrowed. They said, said I don't even know if they said, can we borrow this? They said, uh, just give me your gold. Give me all your gold, your jewels, you know, just give me. And they just handed it over. And when they left, they went, they were a rich bunch of people. They had been slaves for 430 years, eking out an existence, subject to Egyptian taskmasters, been given hard jobs, been treated badly, and yet now, at the end of 430 years, they are going out with the wealth of Egypt in their bags. I would say that's cause for joy. Listen, you go out of this year with a whole lot more than the wealth of Egypt. And there's reason for you to be joyful. There is reason for you to just, I mean, zippity-doo-dah, zippity-ay. Right on, right on down through the remainder of 2019. Hallelujah, praising God every single day for what he's done, for what he's doing, what he's going to do. Hallelujah. You say, well, it's not been that great a year. Listen, we've had, I've, we've had our ups and downs this year, personally speaking. There have been wonderful blessings, and then there have been great challenges. But I'm telling you what, when it's all said and done, when you boil it all down, I see the faithfulness of God on every single level. I see where God has provided for everything that needed to be done. I see where he's comforted my heart when it needed to be comforted. I see where he's given me direction when I needed direction. He's given me favor where I needed favor. He's given me everything that I could possibly need in spite of all the challenges, in spite of all the things that, have, that seemed like it wanted to go wrong, the things that would be dis discouraging and I have let myself be discouraged at times I have I have shed some tears this year over some things but I'm telling you what I can go out of 2019 with joy hallelujah because God is true God is faithful and Jesus and him are still on the throne that hasn't changed God doesn't fall off the throne just because you have a bad year Oh, my poor babies. Oh, he, no. God looks at me just like I used to look at my kids. Are you going to die? No, ma'am. Well, then get up and let's go on. I think God has that same kind of attitude toward us because he knows what's in us. And he knows that the things that come against us are not as big as we think they are. We let ourselves get deluded and fooled into thinking that something is a massive issue when really... It's not. And some of the things that will come in your life will look like it's, 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 it's not great. It's just not terrible. But I'm telling you what, the other side of it is wonderful. Sometimes what you look at as a, as a problem, as an issue, as a challenge, when you, look, when you look just a little past it, you go, well, thank you, Jesus. How about that? That just brought something that cleared a path for something else to get to me. And see, maybe God's been clearing some paths this year. Maybe he's been clearing some things out for you this year. Don't look at it as a bad thing. Look at it as something great, something that, that will help you overcome in the next year. He says you will go out with joy. Let me go back to my, Okay. When you're leaving one place and going to another, you need to appreciate what you've seen, 
what you've done, what you've had, what you've enjoyed, and what you've overcome. And that means you can look forward to what lies ahead because you know that you're well able to meet anything and everything. Some people just kind of think if they just kind of hole up, you know, and kind of hide from the, from the enemy, you know, that they'll be safe, kind of like being in, a, in some kind of a duck blind or something. You know, the, the enemy won't see you. That, that's not true. You've got a target on your back wherever you go. Wherever you go. But you know what? God's the greater one. Jesus is the one who's living on the inside of you. It doesn't matter what the devil does. He is the defeated foe. He is the defeated one. He just needs to be reminded on a regular basis of his status. And his status is not very high. And so you just need to keep that in mind. Hallelujah. If you go back, if you're still in Isaiah, I want you to look at verse, starting in verse 8. Verses 8 through 11 actually set the stage for verse 12, obviously. So let's read it. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. How many of us have tried to do it our own way too many times? Uh-huh, I have. Um, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Well, doesn't that put you in your place? Just because you think you, you're all that, and God's going, I, I think I'm a little bit, you know, higher than you are. And it says, and my thoughts, then your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of your mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Let's read verse 11 one more time. So shall my word be that goes forth out of your mouth. It will not return to me void, but it will accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Whew. When you read verse 11, you go, whoa, ho, yeah, joy and peace. I can do that. Hallelujah. You know, we, need, we just need to be sure that we're just, we're seeing that God has been at work. Maybe I haven't done as diligent, diligent a job as I should have in speaking the word like I should. Maybe I haven't been as diligent to speak to the enemy like I should. Because, you know, I was talking to somebody just the other day, you know, about, about some things. And, and, and it was, well, it was, it was actually in an email. And I just reminded them of the fact that, that, you know, what God has said about us is true. And when the thoughts come to you into your head that, okay, this isn't going to happen or this is going to happen, and, and I, I, it actually was a physical thing because it was a, it was a family issue, family medical issue, and they were just, I could, I could tell just from the, 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 the context of what they were saying that it was something that bothered them on occasion that they would wind up with the same kind of physical problem that some of their family has endured. And I just reminded them, when those thoughts, you have come, you have to speak to those thoughts. You can't just go, well, no, I, no, I don't think so. No, you have to actually say, no, I will not have so-and-so. I will not do so-and-so. I will not be afflicted. I will not be cursed with that because that is a curse. You have to speak to it. 
Have we done as good a job as we should have in those kind of areas? You know what? We're going to have what we say. You know, you're going to let the devil run you around, harass you. It's because you're not telling him some things he needs to hear. Look back and see what God has been your help all this year. Look how he's led you. Look how he's provided for you. Look at all the things that he's done. You know, Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Sometimes we have that can't see the forest for the trees syndrome. You know, it's easier to see the negative than it is sometimes to see the positive. We focus, you know, on the, on the one or two little things that are wrong instead of the big picture worth, I mean, where God has shown up time and time again and he's been there and he's, and he's answered my prayers and he's led me by the hand and he's patted me on the back when I needed to, needed to just be comforted. He's done everything he needed. And yes, sometimes I get so focused on the, on the things that aren't right that I fail to see so much that is. And when I do that, then my joy level just goes, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't. You know, if you, ever, if you have a problem with, with joy, then you just need to just get yourself in a, in, a, in a room somewhere by yourself and start rehearsing everything that you can think of that God has done for you this year. You just need to go over it and over it. And I tell you what, you won't, it won't be just a few minutes before you'll be shouting. You should be shouting. You should be dancing. You should be running around the bed, running around the bathroom, running around the kitchen. You know, whatever you got, whatever you can run around, just run around something. If you have to get out, park the car, put it in neutral or whatever, run around the car, you know. Somebody thinks you're having a Chinese fire drill. They won't, they won't, they won't know what's going on. They won't know you're praising God because how good he's been. But you know what? We, we have to do that. First uh, Timothy 1.6, Paul was talking to Timothy, and he said, I want to put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift that's in you. Joy is a gift that's been given to you by the Holy Ghost. It's part of you. The fruit of the Spirit, the recreated human spirit is joy. You need to stir it up. It's in there. You're not lacking. You just got to stir it. You ever had a pot of chili? You got all this meat in there. You got all these beans in there, all this stuff, and you let it sit for a while, and you come back, and everything's kind of settled to the bottom. If you leave it like that for very long, it's going to get burned on the bottom. That's what happens with a lot of people. They let their joy level get so low and settle to the bottom until it gets the devil is able to burn it out of them. But I tell you what, if you keep keep stirring it, oh, there's something good coming. There's something you're going to enjoy greatly because you kept that joy stirred up. And I, I know Paul was talking to Timothy about some other kinds of gifts, but I'm telling you what, it still ap- applies in this area just as well as it does to anything else. Whatever God's put into you has to be stirred on occasion because you lose sight of it, you lose touch with it, you just let it settle down, and you don't see it like you ought to see. If, you, if the devil can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. A famous sermon by Jerry Seville. If the devil can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. And so are you ready to go out with joy this year? Hallelujah. 
Oh, Habakkuk 3.18 says, Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. That means that joy here, I will joy. It's like, that's a weird way to use it. Use that word, but it's a verb in that context. And a verb means action. If you're going to stir it up, it's going to have to be some action to, to it. Your joy is going to require some action out of you. Uh, Philippians 4, 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. How many times do we need to be reminded? Plenty. That's why God puts so much encouragement in the word when it comes to joy. Count it all joy. And again, I say rejoice. Hallelujah. Um, James 1, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. You know, there, there's so many places you can see all that. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, again, you know, it says, God's saying, I know the plans I have for you, plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Last week, we, we talked about it being an expected, and God has such high expectations for you. Sometimes we, you know, we, we want to get sidetracked, but you think, oh, God just expects too much of me. No, God expects so much for you for you. He's already given you whatever you need to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. He has great expectations for you that you're going to love. You're going to enjoy all the way. Go with me to Psalm 23. Hallelujah. We may be zipping right along with this one tonight. Hallelujah. That's okay. In looking at the 23rd Psalm, you can see God through, and, and, his, and so many of his names, you know, through the, the, this short little passage. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. He's Jehovah Ruah. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You see Jehovah Rapha and Jehovah Shalom all through the 23rd Psalm, if you're looking for it. But look at this. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You know, it reminds me, it takes me back over to where it says in Ephesians that we are to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Do you know when your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, you can walk anywhere through any circumstance it doesn't matter whether it's broken glass. It doesn't matter whether it's rocky. It doesn't matter if it's hot asphalt. It doesn't matter what it is because your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Those feet are shod so well that it protects you from all the things that you have to walk on. Because it goes on to say in Psalm 23, it goes on to say, for though I walk through the valley. Your feet are shod so you can walk through some things. Peace will keep you walking through the difficult times. Peace will keep you walking through the times that are challenging from every aspect, from every arena, from every direction, things coming at you. Peace will help you walk through it all. Yea, though I walk through the valley. Sometimes it's not the shadow of death. Sometimes it's just, it's just the, the shadow of turmoil. But remember, they're shadows. They're just shadows. The devil likes to cast a, a big shadow. You know, the Tom and Jerry cartoons, you know. Jerry's out, out there looking, and suddenly there's this big, huge, giant mouse, you know, that's coming at him. And it's just little old Tom over there with the light behind him. 
That's really all the devil's got to offer, folks. This little, minuscule, just pathetic attempt to take on a child of God. And he wants to throw a shadow up there to make you think that he's something he's not. He's not. He is not all that. And so, and so we find out that we're going to walk through these things. Hallelujah. You know, when I, when I went back into Exodus, I was, I was looking at just how the children of Israel came out of, uh, out, of, out of bondage and out of slavery and all that. And Moses was leading them, and they got all this gold, and they got all this silver. And they didn't get very far before they were going, Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Because the Egyptians came after them. But God led them across the Red Sea on dry ground. Foolishly, the Egyptians thought they could do the same thing. So they came after them. And when they came after them, the seas came together and drowned them all. And after they got past that, they went and they had a time. Miriam dancing and singing, you know, praising God and all that. And God said in in Exodus 14... 14, he said, the Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. I tell you what, if there's anything we need to hold on to in this day and age, we need to hold on to our peace. No matter what it looks like, no matter who who's looks like they're coming after you, you know, just know that God's part of the Red Sea for the children of Israel. He'll part anything he needs to part on your behalf. You, you, you just let him fight. Let him do the battle. Let him do the work. He'll take care of it. It's not a problem. You need to be recognizing the enemies of your joy and your peace. What kind of enemies are they? Well, there's stress. Anybody felt any Christmas time stress? Then there's fear, worry, strife, doubt. You, you, could, you could spend a whole sermon on every one of these. But each one of them will rob you of your joy and will rob you of your peace. You know, there are times I wake up in the middle of the night and, and, and you know, sometimes I'm smart enough to, to deal with it and sometimes I just kind of go with it. But it's kind of like this. It's like you kind of have one thought about something that's got to be done, got to be taken care of. And as I like to say, it's like the train has left the station and now suddenly there's this whole line of cars right behind it, and I can't find the caboose. You know, what I, f- I need to do, you know, in times like that, is to put my own caboose on it. Just, you know, no, no. And I have done that at times going, no, I refuse to think like this. <clears throat> I refuse to think about that. This is the time I'm supposed to be sleeping. This is the time when I'm supposed to be resting. You stop that mind. You stop that. You stop that right now. Devil, you take your, your thoughts, your troubling thoughts, and you go. That's what you do. Don't let the enemy rob you of your peace. If he can rob you long enough of your peace, if he can rob you long enough of your joy, if he can rob you, he can steal a lot of stuff from you. He's looking to take as much as he can away from you. He's looking to rob you of your faith. You know when you lose your joy and you lose your peace, you've lost, you've lost touch with your faith. It takes faith to stay in joy. It takes faith to stay in peace. And he's after those things because he knows he can get an inroad to where your faith is. 
if he can get a hold of your joy, if he can get a hold of your peace, if he can pull it out of you, if he can do something to let you, make you let go of that kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's just time for us to just not put up with it anymore. If we want to see what, what God has for us, we cannot be in a place where we let the enemy continue to just harass us. And that's what it is, is it's harassment. And, um, you know, you, you, Philippians 4, 6, you know this. And so I'm not telling you anything tonight you don't already know, but I'm telling you what, there are, there are things that we have, to, we have to repeat over and over again, that we have to go back and we have to look at things over and over again. Faith comes by hearing and 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 by hearing. And so it, it, it stands to reason that we need to be encouraged on a regular basis to keep hold of our joy, to keep hold of our peace. And here in, in Philippians 4, verse 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. There's peace and there's joy all in one verse. You know, there's, I think I, think I have it here in the Amplified, it says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Not even one thing. Take no thought for these things. And that's what happens is a lot of times we take those thoughts. And we take them and we look at them and we, we, we mull them over and, and we just, just focus on them. And that's not how God wants us to do this. He just wants us to be careful for nothing, not worry about, not fret about anything. You know, there's, there may be situations that you're facing that you, that you know are going to come up in the next year or maybe something that you're in the middle of dealing with and the enemy is trying to tell you that this is going to turn out a certain way. No, no. If that's not God's plan and you know it's not God's plan because you know what the Word says, then, then you just say, no, we're not doing that. That's not the plan. That's not the plan I'm operating on. Absolutely. Isaiah 50 verse 7 says, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be confounded. Therefore, have I set my face like flint, and I know I shall not be ashamed. You know, it's time sometimes just to make a, just, just get stubborn about something. I'm determined. You ever been just really determined about something? Okay, you, you know, I, I want this. I'm going after it. I won't rest until I've got it. That's how we have to be with things like joy and peace. The Taylor translation of that says, Because the Lord helps me, I will not be dismayed. Therefore, I have set my face like flint to do his will, and I know that I will triumph. It's a great translation, isn't it? Let's read it again. Because the Lord helps me. I will not be dismayed. Therefore, I have set my face like flint to do his will. And I could add, and to follow his plan. And I know, I know, I know, I know I will triumph. And if that's not good enough for you, you can always go to 1 Corinthians 15.54. Or 2 Corinthians 2.14, where it says he always causes us to triumph, that he always leads us in triumph. If you don't believe the Old Testament, can you believe there are people who say that, oh, well, we just we live in the New Testament. There's nothing in the Old Testament that you need. Yeah, there is. There's a whole bunch of great stuff. They were saying it before the Apostle Paul said it. 
us. I mean, there, there's stuff in there that just goes hand in hand with what the New Testament creation and New Testament realities are all about. Hallelujah. Uh, be prepared this coming year to stand your ground. Be prepared. You know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Is that what Benjamin Franklin said? You know, it kind of stands to reason. Be prepared. Don't get caught blindsided by anything the enemy would throw at you this coming year because he's going to. He's going to try. Is that good news? Well, it, it should be. It's, it's a forewarning, you know. There, we should get into a place where we're not going to be blindsided by anything. You just, keep your, you just keep a watchful eye out all the time. You just be looking. Be, be aware of what's going on around you. Uh, the enemy's always looking for opportunities to steal these things from you. He wants to steal it. He's, he, will, he will put things in your path that are real obvious. But he also puts things in your path that are real subtle. Real subtle. Oh, well, you know, striking up a friendship with this person won't. You know, it, it's, 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 it's okay. You know, I'm just, I'm just, it's just a friend. Just, you know, it's friendly. Da, da, da. And then you spend more time with them and, and more time with them and more time till you get sucked into something that you got no business being in. People you might know at work or at school might be just, I mean, got this great personality, be very charismatic, be very just engaging. You know, they're a lot of fun to be with. And, and, and you know, well, they're, they're, not really, they're not really living like they ought to. I mean, they're not, they're not word, they're not word, they're not even born again. They're not word people. You know, they, they like to do things that really I got no business doing. But, you know, there's just so much fun to hang around with. And then you hang around with them for a while longer. And one day, you find yourself that you've been a lot more influenced by them than they ever have been by you. See, the enemy will bring people into your life that you need to recognize early that you have no business forming a close relationship with on any level, on any level. If God puts somebody on your heart, there have been times, you know, in life where, where maybe God will put you in a, in a place where there's somebody there who needs him desperately, and God will say, I want you to go after that person. There's a way to do that without getting sucked into their lifestyle. There's a way. But you have to be cautious in those times, in those, in those places, so that you don't get pulled into things that you've got no business being in. The very first time somebody, you know, that like this will say, why don't you go with me to so-and-so? Oh, it's no big deal. You don't have to do what everybody else does. Just, just go with me. You go, no, no, no. I don't, need to be, I don't need to be in the environment where that stuff is going on. Many's the person who have fallen away from God because of one little misstep into environments that they should not have been in. They got themselves involved in something that they had no business. And at first they were like, oh, no, 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 I won't do that. And the longer they stayed, the easier it was just to kind of slip into conduct and situations that they should never, ever have allowed themselves to be a part of. Look out for those kind of things. You know, the, you got to say something good about the devil every once in a while, I suppose. And so 
what's good, he's, he's a very wily character, and he's very persistent. And uh, you can't underestimate what he wants to do or who he might want to use to detour you off from what God's got for you. And that's his plan. He knows God's got a plan for your life. He may not know what it is, but he knows that if he can, if he can detour you enough, that you'll never find it either. But like I said last week, God's plan is the only plan. It's the only plan. It is by far the best plan. And if you will agree with God's plan, you will enjoy your life so much. There's nothing worse than somebody who's half serving God. You know, you got one foot in the world and one foot in the things of God. You can't be happy either place because in the things of God, you know you're not doing what you ought to be doing. And in the world, you know, your heart's bothering you because you're, 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 you're not doing things. that you're, you're over here in the wrong place. Just follow God's plan. But it's no fun. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The kind of fun that the world offers is not the kind of fun that is long-term. It comes with a price. Make sure that you know what the price is and that you're willing to pay it. And if you're not willing to pay it, then stay out of it. But God's plan comes with abundance. There's nothing about God's plan that will take away from your life. It will only add to. And at the end of it all, you will be so grateful and so thankful and rejoicing so much that you agreed with God's plan. But for this year, for this year, you know, we're going to recognize when the enemy's trying to steal from us. When he's trying to steal your joy, when he's trying to steal your peace, whatever 2019 has held for you, rejoice in the great things and thank God for the way he put you over and the things that weren't so great. Because he did. You're still here. You're still here. Rejoice in those things. But don't keep looking back. I think I said that last week. Whether it was good or whether it's bad, don't find your gratification in what's past. Let's start looking forward. Let's start looking forward to what God's got for us. 2019, we walk out with joy, and we, we walk forward with peace I don't know what the plan is, maybe. I don't know what the next step is, but when I see it, I'll take it. How many of you remember Mr. Magoo? Anybody remember Mr. Magoo? Maybe some of these younger ones don't know who Mr. Magoo was. It was a cartoon. This, this older gentleman who couldn't see past his nose, and he would always get involved in things where he, was, he, should, he should be badly hurt. And he'd be walking off a cliff, and about that time something would come along that he could step onto. 
you know, that would keep him going. You know, and he never got hurt. It's the funniest thing. You know, in life for the believer, we just trust God to the point that it doesn't matter that, that I, it looks like I'm stepping out into thin air. There'll be something to undergird me, something to hold me up, something that'll keep me from dashing my foot against the rock. There are angels who will support me. Whatever, whatever the situation is, you know, nothing's going to happen. I may not be able to see clearly what the next step is, but just take it, you know? I don't always have to know. I don't have to always have to understand everything God's telling me to do. All I have to do is just obey. And God will uphold me no matter what that is. The next step, there will be a support right there. There will always be that support. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Recognize that true peace is present in the middle of uncertainty. True peace is still there. It's in there in the middle of chaos. It's in the middle of, they're in the middle of struggle. You can be totally at peace through it all, no matter what it is. The Apostle Paul is probably one of the greatest people who understood that. And he, he had a whole record, a whole list of things that he, he came and he, and he gave. You know, I've been, th- I've been through shipwreck and I've been beaten and I've been this and I've been that. And, and this is what's happened to me. But in whatever situation I found myself, therewith I was content, which to me says he was at peace. You can be at peace no matter what's happening. Everything could be swirling around you. You know, Jesus in the boat going across the Sea of Galilee was totally at peace. There was a raging storm going on, winds and waves, and he was asleep. That's the picture of the peace that you and I need to be walking in. Totally at rest. Totally at rest. Doesn't matter that the waves are high. Doesn't matter that the wind is strong. All that matters is that I'm in the right boat. I, I, got, I got the right person in the right boat with me. I, I can be at peace. He's got it, he's got this under control. And what's really neat about it, he's given me that same authority. I don't have to go wake him up. I can just say, uh, excuse me, stop that. Just stop that right now. That's what Jesus did when he got up. He said, what's the matter with you people? When when they woke him up, he's like, what's the matter with you? They had the ability to take care of that storm themselves without waking him up. He's given you and me everything that we need to calm every storm that we ever come across and be in peace the whole time. Hallelujah. Um, You need to practice joy. You need to practice peace all the time so you don't have to go looking for it when sudden crisis erupts in your life. You know, the best, somebody told me one time, said, man, it's easy to be in faith for healing when you're not sick. Well, I hate to tell you, but when you're not sick, you're not exercising any faith, you know, for healing. Now, we do exercise our, our, our faith when it comes to walking in divine health, but that's a purposeful thing. I can use my faith to walk in divine health. My doctor, every time I see her, she says, oh, have you had your flu shot? And one? no, I haven't had a flu shot, and I don't want one. 
I said, I've never had the flu in my life, and I'm not going to start now. There's a place to use your faith to walk in divine health. And there's a place to use your peace anytime, divine prosperity. When things look like suddenly there's a big, massive bill or something, don't get alarmed. Just find your place of peace and then your place of joy, rejoicing in all of that. Know what it's like to live life full of joy and untroubled. Can, can, we, can any of us say that we've, we've managed a whole week of not being troubled at all about anything? Probably. We've had lots of opportunities. And some of us have took, taken those opportunities, and some of us have said, uh, not today, I think I'll pass. You know, we need to be passing on those opportunities a lot. But here is this. Walk out the plan of God accurately this coming year. Let go of however, however much disaster you had in, in attaining that for 2019. Or how good, don't pat yourself on the back just because you did a good job on 2019. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Your, your, your grace is sufficient for me. Because, see, it's not just about you and your ability to do something. It's about what he's doing in you and through you and for you. And so we're going to walk out the rest of 2019. We're going to leave 2019 with joy. We're going to walk into 2020 with peace, and it's going to be our best year ever, ever. I believe you are at a much better place at the beginning of 2020 than you were at the beginning of 2019. I see it in your lives. I see it in the way you talk. I see it in the way you act. I see it in the way you speak. I see it just, just I see it. And if you've come that far in 2019, you can go to the, all the way through 2020 at a whole new level. See, God's bringing us up higher. You know, his, it says his ways are higher than our ways. And we should always be endeavoring to walk the higher path, to walk the higher ways, to think the higher thoughts. Not that we will ever think exactly like God. We're working toward it. We're working toward it. We're working toward it. But I tell you what, I can be in a higher place next week than I am today. And I can certainly be in a higher place at the end of 2020 than I am at the end of 2019. But here's one of the best, biggest keys. You shall, be, you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Hallelujah. And I'm done nine minutes early. You got time to fellowship. <laughs> well, you're a blessing. And so this is our last Wednesday of 2000. Now, can you believe that this year has come? Whew, to, the, to its end, its conclusion quickly, hasn't it? Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you tonight. I thank you for the word. I thank you for the, the faith that has been built in the people of this congregation. I thank you, Father, the potential in each and every person in this room is so great. Father, help us all in 2020 to walk into more accurately the plan that you've got for each and every one of us as individuals. Help us to walk out accurately 
and effectively the plan you have for us as families. Help us to walk out the plan you have for us as a church. Because, Father, we know that there is so much more in store for us. You have so much more for us to enjoy. You have so much more for us to be a part of. You have so many more people out there for us to impact. Father, there are so many people who are waiting for us, who are in the plan that you have for our lives. They're part of that plan. Father, Help us to see the plan for what it is. Help us to hook up with the plan. Help us to become partners with the plan. Father God, help us to to stay on track with the plan. Father, as we continually keep our joy level maintained, as we continually stay in a place of peace, Father God, we will walk it out the way it's supposed to be walked out. We will do that. And Father, we just... We just want to be used by you. And we know that for every last one of us, being used as a vessel for you is part of the plan for every last one of us. So, Father, help us to walk it out. Help us to be accurate. Help us to to be wary of the enemy's devices. Help us to, to do what we need to do to put him in his place. Every time he pops his head up, Father, keep us mindful of who we are and what we have and what we can do because you are our Father. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Father, and the Holy Spirit, the greater one, lives and abides on the inside of us. And because of that, we can do all things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Amen. Glory to God. Love you. We'll see you on Sunday. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.